The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSEN, the sports betting network. What's up, folks? Third hour of Live Bet Saturday with myself, Jonathan Von Tobel, and Danny Burke. We got a good hour ahead. Nate Jacobson from Stadium is going to join us. We'll get his thoughts on what is going to happen in the divisional round and our thoughts on the Sunday divisional matchups. Some interesting on field matchups between Cincinnati, Buffalo, Dallas, and San Francisco as well, which maybe we'll dive into a little bit here in the next couple of minutes. But let's give you some updates. So, all right. Dangerous territory here, Danny. 68-64, Duke leads Miami, 15.3 left to go. One of the things that I hate the most in basketball, and you do it a lot in college, is game kind of out of reach, but you still foul, right? Right. Now, that is not the scenario now because Miami does have the ball coming out of a timeout. I bring that up because what I'm praying for is that Miami misses this attempt a Duke rebound, and then a Miami foul. So I'm hoping for the thing that I hate the most so that I can get something in here. I'm obviously in a very bad position because laying five and a half, it is sitting on four right or sitting on four right now. I would need, if that were to transpire, I would then need the person who gets the rebound to hit both free throws, and then I would need another Miami miss. So I'm I'm praying for the world here, essentially. Not out of the question, but still an interesting end to this Miami Duke matchup. Um, at this moment right now for people who got in early. If you laid six and a half, if you got in really late, you're pretty much cooked at this point right now. Uh, but if you laid like five, five and a half, if you're somebody like me, especially if you laid five, you maybe get a, a hit on the number, right, a push. But this is going to be an interesting 15.3 left, and uh, I'm not sure if I'll be with you. The scariest part about it is uh, having to trust anyone to hit two free throws, but especially a college kid to hit these two free throws in a game that – like, again, like if they were to miss and they get it, it's not the end of the world if he makes one out of two or something like that, right? But uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of chips need to fall into place, and uh, we got our fingers crossed for you, buddy. Uh, we're sweating this one out. Should also note too that the uh, the pace really slowed down after a really hot start for these yeah. two. This game's going to go well under the total, uh, one thirty two. The total amount of points sitting right now. Uh, this got bet up to one forty eight, one forty eight and a half. So this one really slowed down. Going to come well in under the total, and we are underway here on what you would think is going to be one of the final possessions. Miami's going to turn it over. And they're going to foul. All right, here we Uh, go. Let's go. That was perfect. That was beautiful. They didn't even get the shot up. They did not. So now we got (laughs) 9.6 left to go. Duke's going to be at the free throw line. 
Oh boy. I don't I don't think they're in the double bonus either. So I think this is uh yeah, we yeah, I don't think yeah, so. All right, all right, come on, come on. Um I'd also like to see, you know, let me get like give me like a missed shot and then an offensive rebound on no. <laughs> uh, let's let's hit both free throws and uh let's us let's get out of here uh on this one. So all right, at the line, I think it's Jeremy Roach is at the line, who is uh, questionable coming into today. He misses the first, and this is all okay. over. All right, all right, come on. What are we doing? Jeez. Now, Can you give you a chance? No, no. All right. It's pretty sad here. Well, actually, okay. Now yeah, you need overtime. Yeah, now. I was going to say, let's get feisty here, huh? Let's do this. Let's get. Now we're switching teams. We're switching allegiances. This is the best part about betting, right? So I think Duke's still not in the double bonus. So you're going to get a one-on-one here. So miss the first one. Give me a rebound. Give me a timeout. Give me a game time two, and let's go to overtime. <laughs> the this volatility is, of betting on sports right there. Folks. This is live bet Saturday, huh? It's only, what, <laughs> 11 o'clock in the morning, and we're fired up. We're sweating this thing out. I'm going to lose this thing, but regardless. See, and so what I did, too, when I live bet, like I said, I did the money line. I um, It was minus one and a half on the spread, so I would have been sweating. I mean, I'm still sweating out right now with the money line, but – you know, would have been sweating out a little bit of a spread there. That's why I personally am willing to lay a l- Oh, my. And he missed again. Oh, you don't have any timeouts, though. That's the problem. Not I didn't realize that. Oh, man. All over. 68-66 I didn't realize final. that either. Jeez. Yeah, I should have probably noted that one. All right, 68-66, the <laughs> final score. Uh, Duke's going to get a home win, and uh, they're going to get a win in ACC play, so that's good for them. Duke, uh, for those who don't know, is nearly winless in, in ACC play on the road. Uh, still, from a cover standpoint, Blue Devils not really performing at a high level, but staying in contention, improving to five and three in conference play. Miami falls to six and three in ACC play, so uh, they hold serve at home. The Blue Devils do, but they do not cover. Miami comes away with uh, staying inside of that number. Uh, let's go really quickly. Some other updates: Xavier Georgetown. We're in the last minute here as well, uh, with no real big shenanigans. Xavier ended up closing in this game as a sixteen and a half, seventeen point favorite. Uh, but interesting from the standpoint of the second half number here between these two. As you're floating right on that number, I'll get the exact one in terms of what the second half was and where you're at. Uh, but an 11-point margin right now, and uh, we'll see in the last 30 seconds how this ends up. But it seems like this is going to be one where we know Xavier's not going to cover. This is just about wherever a lot of people got in in-game. Bottomed out, I think the best in-game number was 11.5 that we saw, 12.5 uh, for Xavier here. And they're going to get up to a 13-point lead with the fallaway jumper with the last 14 seconds running off the clock. So not going to cover uh, but it does look like they might cover a second-half line. Nope, not going to be the case. Is a, no, that was a miss. Okay, so they are. Well, good win for Xavier, but they are not going to cover a very big number there. Games that are tipping off now, uh, we'll go to you first on this one because you are in action right now, Danny. Uh, 11 a.m. Pacific time tip between Iowa State and Oklahoma State for our audience who's just joining us. Uh, walk them through what you've got here in this matchup because I know that you are involved. Yeah, so I took Iowa State on the money line at minus 110. The market was shifting a little bit their direction. Uh, I was a little surprised to see Oklahoma State open as a slight favorite. Iowa State still, I believe, is playing with a chip on their shoulder type of mentality despite winning the last five out of six, but they went from unranked to ranked, and their defense has been tremendous, the best in the conference. Now, Oklahoma State's right behind them defensively, but the issue for the Cowboys is that offensively they'll go through their stalling periods and Iowa State is consistent enough offensively to where I think that's going to put them over the top and be the difference maker even in this tough road environment against Oklahoma State so considering it was close to a pick and could be a back and forth effort there should be multiple opportunities for you to jump in if you want to follow my side with the Cyclones uh, another game that I did too JVT that we actually didn't touch on I bet the under For Iowa and Ohio State, that game's going on right now. I took under 154. This thing opened at 155, started creeping down to as low as 153 in the hook. But yeah, I played under 154. I mean, Iowa's been on a nice little streak here. Ohio State's been in shambles. I think this is their third game this week. So I think they're going to be a little bit tired coming into this game. And still, it's not easy to go on the road and play against the Buckeyes. And just in a conference game, I thought 154 was pretty high. So I'm hoping this is going to be kind of a gross, lower-scoring affair between these two Big Ten opponents. I like it. I'm Sorry, I'm scrambling through because uh, I'm looking to see. I know we're going to talk football later, but uh, essentially I'm looking for maybe laying like a minus four Four dollars on uh, the no for Brett Maher to miss an extra point in this game. Circa's got this up, so let's. Uh, I'll find it. I'll find. it. I'm scrolling through and I can't find it right now, but I'll get it. Don't you worry. Uh, I wanted to bring. What up would to, be what would be the most you would lay on that? Do you think? Oh, like I think like like I think up to like anything 
under minus 500, I think would be worth. Like, I think, I think we're at minus 400 now here at Circa, if I remember correctly. I think that uh, Jeff Benson just tweeted this out. That's a, that's a price worth playing. And I know a lot of people are going to be like, oh, he was terrible. He missed three extra points all season long, right? Like, yes, he had a weird game, and that's the outlier. But if you're running to bet like a no plus 250 on something like that, not that I know that number is anywhere, like I would say that that's a ridiculous premise, and you should also try to find the, uh, you should try to find the no on that one, right, in terms of missed extra points, and uh, maybe try to play into that one. So we will see. Um, all right. Wanted to update really quickly and hit on something uh, in these uh, games that are about to tip off right now. First off, uh, SEC matchup. We don't have to get in too deep, but worth updating. So you and I were here last weekend when I was sweating out that Kentucky bet against Tennessee. Really good win for the Wildcats. They go on the road. They beat the Volunteers. Middle of the week, they come back home, take care of business against Georgia. Um, Kentucky does. So now, against uh, this is an interesting spot. Texas A&M, their opponent. A&M, of course, undefeated in conference play heading into this game had been playing very good basketball. Kentucky closes as a five-point favorite here. The total is a real mover. Ends up getting bet down by about four points. Closes 134, 134 and a half after opening up 138. So this is just all about, look, I, I didn't bet this, Danny, but it's all about the big picture, I think, for Kentucky. You know, Calipari is, I, I would say, kind of famous for the tweaks he can make in season and improving teams and changing the way uh, that his teams play. And Kentucky, maybe, just maybe, finding some consistency here over the last few games because while they did go on the road and lose to South Carolina overall, they are 4-2 and two in their last six games. Uh, maybe something to kind of come of this uh, for the Kentucky Wildcats in the big picture. But right now, at home, a five-point favorite uh, in this matchup against Texas A&M with a total of 134. But interesting matchup nonetheless. And the update, because I know you're interested here, TCU and Kansas. For those who weren't there at the beginning, TCU got off to an incredible start from a shooting standpoint and shot the lights out. This is now, and this is why you talk about shooting regression, Danny. You know, when teams are shooting like 52% from the floor or 55%, that's not necessarily a shooting percentage you want to bet against that, that's going to regress, right? Because just over 50% shooting is something that can be maintained over the course of a basketball game. 75% is not something that can be maintained. Uh, 82% is not something that can be maintained. And those are the figures for TC early in this matchup. 75% from the four, 82% from three. Sure enough, this deficit now down to 10, 48-38, Kansas down to TCU. Uh, would you be tempted to come in here and back Kansas at a plus 160 money line price or catching three and a half at home against TCU down 10? I wouldn't argue against it if you wanted to do that, but I just feel like, being down 10, I would want a little bit more. And I get that the circumstances are unique. You know, Kansas has great home court advantage. And again, those numbers are going to regress. But I would almost be a little bit more tempted, JVT, to look toward the under, right? If you think those numbers are going to regress and mm -hmm. Kansas needs to battle back, which would mean, yeah, they're going to score, but that would have to limit TCU. I think the correlation is that it would be a lower scoring game, which I would have a little bit more conviction in as opposed to backing Kansas here. Again, I wouldn't talk anybody out of the Jayhawks. I just think the under uh, would be a little bit more appealing to myself. Mm, I like it. Good angle. By the way, don't look down. Iowa State up 10-3 to over Oklahoma go, State. 15-47 left to go in the first. All right, talk a little football when we come back. We're going to have Nate Jacobson from Stadium on. We'll talk about his bets when it comes to this weekend. Uh, I'm going to go on a limb. I think Nate's got a teaser in his pocket. We'll see which one it is when we return. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSAN, the sports betting network. Welcome back in. It is Live Vet Saturday. Jonathan Von Tobel, Danny Burke alongside. I uh, should point out here as uh, before we get to uh, before we get to our, our next guest. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm distracted because I'm trying to read here at the same time. It does turn out because we were updating this TCU game between Kansas and uh, uh, TCU, Danny. Uh, that one, Eddie Lampkin, their big guy, is uh, back in the locker room and by one report did tear his ACL or excuse me, ACL, excuse me, Achilles. Uh, so I want to get that oh. correct in terms of one of the reports. Um, that would be a tough blow if indeed that is the case. Uh, again, we will see if that is true, but that is uh, from one report from somebody who says they work for the KC Star. Um, again, I say that because you never know about information nowadays, but does seem to potentially be what the case is going to be if that is it. And as I say that, that tweet was deleted. So either way, uh, Lampkin is hurt. We'll see what the update is for him as we move forward. All right, with that, let's move on. Welcome in our next guest. We talk a little bit more football. Nate Jacobson's with us now, a sports betting analyst for Stadium. Nate, we appreciate the time. Uh, thank you very much. I heard you talking off the air, so we'll start here. The most obvious place is Tom Kim for real on the PGA Tour. Yeah, apparently. Uh, I, I didn't really foul golf in the swing season in the fall, and then when I got into betting golf like I usually do when we start in Hawaii for the Sony Open, I noticed he was the favorite to win the Sony Open. So I was a little bit surprised to see after uh, not paying attention to golf for like three months. But uh, I see he's kind of in the mix off a missed cut at the Sony Open, which seems to happen a lot in golf where the popular favorite misses the cut and then he bounces back strong next week. Maybe he was able to clear his mind after a couple tournaments in Hawaii and now is showing out well. And looks like he's going to be a real factor this year on the PGA Tour. Danny, I know you wanted to know that, so I wanted to get that out of the way. So you can, <laughs> you can ask whatever football question you want, Danny. All right, thank you for that segue. Hey, with the football action today, my friend, uh, take us through your thought process with Kansas City and Jacksonville here. Obviously, Jacksonville coming off such an emotional comeback win. The market seemed to putting some stock into the Chiefs. Where do you have this game landing? Yeah, I think the, the number is pretty much right, especially now over the, the teaser range of from 8.5 to 9.5. I do like the Chiefs. But I do not want to lay the points in this situation with the current number. I do like the Chiefs team total over. I think the Jaguars defense has kind of had some misleading stats down the home stretch of the season. In the last three games of the regular season, they only allowed one touchdown. But those games were Zach Wilson in a rainstorm, Davis Mills, and then Week 18's game against Josh Dobbs, who actually was able to move the ball for three quarters against the Jaguars defense. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs with a week to prepare. Huge step up in class for this Jacksonville defense. The Jacksonville defense struggled for a half against Justin Herbert and the Chargers. I know a lot of that may have been the five turnovers that the Chargers forced on the Jaguars, but I still have the Jaguars defense as not a very good unit, and I have them. I don't think they're going to have many stops in this game. So in a game where the total moved early in the week from 51.5 to, to 53, 
I don't want to take kind of a bad number on the over. I do think there'll be points in this game. So I just want to just bet the Chiefs, isolate them to go do their part in terms of the total. I bet over 30 and a half on the Chiefs win total, and 31 is fine too. And uh, from a Chiefs side perspective, uh, you, like many others, have uh, teased them down? Yeah, I just, I had to do it. It's, it's honestly makes, makes too much sense. It's almost scary how much I like the, the teaser. But when you're going through two key numbers and you have two games back-to-back on the same day, I knew this would be a popular teaser. So I was able to tease the Chiefs from 8.5 to 2.5. And then also the Eagles Saturday night from seven to one and also seven and a half to one and a half. And I realized like this is the, the teaser of the year and we might not have many more teaser opportunities yeah. with after this weekend, only three games left in the season. Yeah, I'm with you. I, uh, I did the same teaser that pretty much everybody and their relatives are doing uh, with the Chiefs. Say, I think the question the is to ask who didn't do it, right? You're right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, I mean, hey, I, moving on. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. I just, I just think Jacksonville. Is, I know they had the amazing win yesterday or last week, but I can see a, a scenario where kind of the uh, the emotion and all the effort they put into last week kind of catches up to them against a well-rested Chiefs team. So that teaser makes a lot of sense, along with what we're going to talk about in the next game. Yeah, and look, yeah, you talk about last week, and what's really fascinating now is because we watched that Bills and Dolphins game, and the Bills squandered a seventeen nothing lead. Skylar Thompson coming back and. It looks like the Dolphins really, I, I mean, Mike McDaniels had some coaching errors. There's no doubt about it, but it's not like Sean McDermott did anything tremendous. And then you see the the Bengals game later, and if it wasn't for the fumble, they probably lose that game against Tyler Huntley and the Ravens. So you have two of these recency bias factors uh, kind of coming into the mix. How does that make you play this game, especially now with the, with the spread up to as high as six in favor of Buffalo? Yeah, I was on the show with uh, JVT last week during the uh, the Dolphins Bills game, and at the time it was seventeen to three, and it was kind of a game where mm-hmm. the live line was like Bills minus twenty one and a half. It looked like it was going to be a a complete blowout, so I didn't really have any live takes in that game. But like thirty minutes later, I was end up betting Bills at halftime. Even got some Bills money line at minus two fifty at one book here in Illinois. So I was uh, invested in the Bills right after my hit on last week's show, but for this week. I bet on Monday morning, Bills minus four. The reason I bet that was the Jonah Williams injury. And the reason why this injury is so impactful is because already the right side of the Bengals' offensive line is injured and Collins and Kappa. So now down three starters, having to go to Buffalo. And as you mentioned, I wasn't impressed with how the Bengals played against the Ravens on Sunday night. And if it wasn't for that Tyler Huntley swing play where he's reaching out and then Sam Hubbard picks it up and returns it for a touchdown, Bengals might get eliminated. So I know Joe Burrow is you know, a really good spread quarterback. Uh, the underdog role of Joe Burrow is attractive. But I do think the Bills, who maybe lost a little bit of focus at the end of the first half against the Dolphins on Sunday, are really focused throughout the 60 minutes and play their best game of the season at home. So with the Bengals offensive line, I took a little Bills minus four. At minus six, I, I would just stay away and look for live angles in this game. I mean, I wouldn't talk you out if you like the Bengals at that number. I just don't feel comfortable with betting the Bengals with their state of their offensive line. So I guess it's Bills or nothing for me, but at minus six, definitely going to stay away. Uh, I would really just need minus four to bet it. So it might just be a, a live game if you haven't got involved yet. All right, let's wrap on uh, what's going to be the last game of the weekend. Then Dallas Cowboys on the road against the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, 49ers strongly across the board, a four-point favorite here uh, in this matchup with Dallas, total of 47. Yeah, I was on the Cowboys last week, so even though they won and looked good, I wasn't like going to upgrade them in my numbers too much. So when that game ended, I was hoping the 49ers would open minus three. It never got there. It's been between three and a half and four and a half all week. I do recognize this is a huge step up in class for Brock Purdy and the 49ers offense from what he's faced in the first six starts. But I do like the matchup. Kyle Shanahan going up against Dan Quinn, someone he's very familiar with. They were together when Quinn was the head coach and Shanahan was the OC in 2015 and 16 in Atlanta. And, and last year, Shanahan got the better of Quinn in that wild card game in Dallas. But the real reason why I was looking toward the 49ers was the situational factors that are going against the Cowboys in this game. Their fourth straight road game for Dallas. Plus, they were in Tampa Bay Monday night, have to travel across the country, 
play on a short week against a 49ers team that opened the playoffs on Saturday. So they have a 48-hour rest advantage. I do think those factors are building the line, though, now at minus four. So this game's a stay away for me. Uh, if the 49ers maybe got down in live betting to th- minus three or better, I would take a shot on them. I know a lot of people have made the case for the over, and that makes a lot of sense. I'm not very good at betting NFL totals, so I'm not going to play it myself. But I do see a, an opportunity where there can be some points in this game because the 49ers defense has struggled a little bit against Geno Smith, Jared Stidham, even David Blouse moved the ball on them. So I could see the case for the over. I'm looking towards the 49ers. I know they're a pretty popular side this week. But I, I'll probably just stay away from this game and enjoy it. Nate, before we get you out of here, we got 60 seconds. Ma heard him miss an extra point. Yes, minus, uh, excuse me, yes, plus 350. No, minus 485. Where are you going? Well, definitely no. And I'm glad he brought this up because in the stadium office on Wednesday, or it was Thursday, I saw the tweet about the plus 250. And I was going around the office asking my coworkers, if they wanted to bet that and I would book it for them. And I was offering a special boosted price of plus 300. So I'm in on minus 300 on that bet. I know it's like minus 500 now. So uh, that might actually be my biggest liability this week. Not the, not the teaser, but if (laughs) Brett Maher misses an extra point, I'll, uh, I'll be hurting. Good to talk to you, Nate. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks guys. Good luck. Nate Jacobson one up on Twitter sports betting analyst over at uh, stadium. Yeah, I found it. So it's up to minus 485. It gotten as low as minus 405 here at Circa. Uh, the Will Brett Maher miss an extra point today. Don't freak out over one game. Okay? Just put it out there. This looks like there's going to be a little bit of wind. That's the only thing. If you do want to go the other side, JVT. That's playing fun. devil's advocate. You're playing devil's <laughs> advocate. But when we're talking about the prices of where they should be at, uh, just to, let's just say to offer yeah. yes plus 250 and then nothing on the other side is, uh, you know, it's probably pretty shouldn't disgusting. Do that. Uh, all right. <laughs> We'll take our break. Uh, When we come back, let's get our thoughts on what we're going to see. I keep teasing to it, so let's do it. Uh, We have Cincinnati on the road against Buffalo. Really interesting dynamic there with the Cincinnati offense taking on a Buffalo defense. Well, what if, frankly, what was it, like 13 plays? They looked pretty good for 13 plays against Buffalo Bills in that game that was eventually canceled. And a little bit more on San Francisco and Dallas in the player prop that I like a little bit. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. If you're looking for a betting edge, VSIN's experts got you covered. VSIN uh, has a lot of good stuff, including pro subscriptions, and you can check it out for an introductory price of $9.99. Get access to the best betting talent in the game. Get a lot of other stuff too, including pro tools like our exclusive betting splits, pro picks, and more. 24 7 video channels also available. Check it out today. Only $9.99. Become part of the VSIN Sports Betting Network family. That's VSIN.com slash subscribe. Um, did want to point out um, that I'm very glad that you remember things. Like, uh, hey, not everything you see on social media is real. The reports that one Eddie Lampkin for TCU had torn his Achilles uh, were very untrue. And as I mentioned when I was reading it, it got deleted as I was reading it. And uh, he's back out on the floor. Now, Jeez. he does look Big very – he looks hampered. Like, he's clearly limping around out there. Uh, as we were all discussing off the air with a 15-point lead, I get it's a road conference game, and you're in a little bit of a tough spot given the stretch that you're on, but I don't know why you force the issue where he's clearly, you know, a little, like, we'll call it one-and-a-half-legged, if you will. Um, but regardless, uh, regardless, Lampkin is back on the floor. The other, the official report is, is that is a high ankle sprain, slightly different from a torrid Achilles, I would say. Um, so an erroneous report, always be careful and check your sources there, Danny. It's a good lesson for you. Yeah, you're telling me not everything on Twitter is true? That's uh, shocking to me. No, and also, uh, nowadays, the blue check mark means nothing. So when I read that report, I immediately <laughs> went to find out. I was like, is this real or what is this? And uh, yeah, sure enough. So look, the $8 that I pay for my check mark, that's worth it. That's legitimate. All my stuff is real. Uh, I believe everything you tweet, baby. I'm a follower till the end. Of course, that's right. I've got, look. I've got a, I would say, an above-average Twitter game, all right? I don't know if it's strong, but I, th- I would say it's above average. <laughs> you go to my Twitter account, one of the first retweets you'll see is the, uh, did you see the guy that was being interviewed? Uh, it was out in, I want to say somewhere in Canada. They have, um, they have like new alcohol guidelines that had been released, and so they're interviewing this dude outside of a shop and asking him, like, what do you think about these new alcohol guidelines? It was a tremendous interview. So let's just say the guy... I'll have to check that out. Uh, he enjoys his Labatt Blue, it clearly seems. Uh, we will say <laughs> that. Uh, all right, so let's talk a little football. 
And let's talk about, I wanted to go to, let's go to Cincinnati-Buffalo because it's not a game we have hit on a lot between you and I um, for what we're going to see tomorrow. So as this number continues to climb, I will say, the reason why this number is this high is because of the offensive line issues for Cincinnati, right? There's no arguing that. If anybody's wondering why this has shifted so much, we know that Lyle Collins, who had been injured weeks ago, uh, is out for the season. You lose two other starters along the way as well. So essentially an offensive line that had been a strength for Cincinnati at the year had gone along uh, is now looking like a weakness with three starters that are not going to play. Having said that, when we talk with Ben Brown and others, and I think Ben put it pretty well from Pro Football Focus, I think we're now getting to the point, Danny, where the market is kind of over overvaluing the loss of these guys. Like it was, it was factored into the original number. It was factored in by the ones who sharp, you know, sharpened up these numbers and bet this up to five, five and a half. And now the market is just consistently piling on to the point where now we're at a full six, and it's like six across the board. Uh, I'll sit back and wait and see where this goes. But I have a future on Cincinnati. I like this team. The offensive line issue scared me off. But if we're going to continue to inflate this number. Just because of this, I think this is a spot where you want to come in and back Cincinnati. Now, I have some interesting numbers for Buffalo from a pass rush standpoint, but just in that general thought that the market is overvaluing now the injuries along the offensive line for Cincinnati, what do you think of that? Look, it causes some concern for sure, but you knew that there was issues with that going in. And let's not act like last year's offensive line was any better for Cincinnati, a team that did make it to the Super Bowl with the hindered front. And the good thing about that, though, is you have a quarterback in Joe Burrow who can clearly navigate around that and get the ball released very efficiently and quickly. And that's huge, especially when you have arguably one of the better receiving cores in the NFL with Higgins, with Boyd, with Chase. Oh, let's not forget Hayden Hurst can be a force. You got Joe Mixon. You got Piran. You got a lot of weapons out there against, yes, a good Buffalo defense but a defense that does have their gaps from time to time. I mean, if Skylar Thompson is able to move the ball in some kind of fashion against them, I can imagine Joe Burrow and company can do the same. And yeah, it was such a small sample size, but the Bengals in that small sample size looked like they had no issues moving the ball against Buffalo whatsoever. It's a completely different atmosphere now. That is understood. But we have kind of put the Bengals to the side so often, and I can't help but recall the game against Kansas City this year. Now, Buffalo's defense is different than Kansas City's, but at no point was Cincinnati's offense stopped, and the difference was as Bengals' defense was able to make adjustments in the second half, force a stop or two against the Chiefs, and force a turnover as well. I believe it was Travis Kelsey who had one. That's why I think this Bengals team is completely different, and that's why I'm shocked that this spread has gotten up to six, kind of as you're mentioning here. And yeah, again, the offensive line, that is an issue, but Joe Burrow and those weapons can do enough to get around it. I've had the Bengals power rated as my top AFC team for probably over a month by now, and I liked them in that game against Buffalo, but I'm taking the same approach as you. Right, If the market is going to keep going toward Buffalo, not that maybe it gets up to six in the hook and no chance it really gets to seven pre-flop, but I'm just curious to see where it goes. And more so, if we do, because we know Buffalo is capable of having explosive plays offensively. I don't get why they try to get the huge play on literally every pass play when they could just dink and dunk or do some slants, hitches, whatever you want to do, just methodically work your way downfield. You're talented enough to do it, but they refuse. I, I don't get why they didn't do that against Miami, but assuming that Buffalo maybe gets an early touchdown, JVT, the fact that this number is already creeping up toward a touchdown, I feel like the in-game number may over-adjust, and you could get a really attractive price then with the Bengals on the buyback if you think that could transpire early in the game, which I think it could because Cincinnati has had some issues with their defense in the first half compared to those adjustments I alluded to and what they make happen in the second half. So that's more so what I'm looking to do in terms of backing Cincinnati. Uh, really quick, just to throw something out, I did make a bet in this game with a prop. I know you got a prop to look forward to. I did Joe Mixon under 50 and a half rush yards at minus 125. It was available at one book here in Illinois. I know it's kind of creeped down, but I'd probably still play it at like 48 in the hook. Uh, he's been limited in a lot of games this year. Very inefficient compared to what we've seen in seasons past. And especially if that offensive line is going to be banged up, that's not going to help his case. Buffalo has the third best run defense, according to DVOA. The last three games, opponents just tailing or uh, tallying 3.2 yards per carry. They're allowing less than 50 rushing yards per game this season. And if you do think Buffalo's the favorite, they do get out to that early lead. 
What are you going to have to do? Play catch up, throw the ball. What Joe Burrow does best and what they do best is not handing it off to Mixon. So I think Mixon could be limited on the ground effort. Uh, so first off, I was hanging on every word that you were saying. Uh, the Chicago accent really came out strong in a lot of those D words. Yeah, sorry, you know? got a little passionate. Yeah, you, you got pretty passionate. <laughs> it was it was uh, shocking because I don't really hear it a lot when we talk. Uh, every once in a while, but uh, those D's they were strong. Um, I wanted to throw something at you. So along with the, the thoughts of like this offensive line, and this is what I wanted to bring up here. So what's interesting is so Joe Burrow under pressure. You know, it, just like any other quarterback, hasn't been great, right? Under pressure this season, twenty six point six percent of his dropbacks, six point three yards per attempt. Ten of his sixteen turnover worthy plays have come when he's under pressure. A completion percentage of only fifty five percent. You know, atrocious numbers across the board for Burrow when he's under pressure. So one would think, hey, bad offensive line, pressure is going to be frequent here for Joe Burrow. But what I wanted to bring up from Buffalo standpoint, Danny, is since they've lost Von Miller right to uh, this torn ACL. The pass rush actually has not been the same. And Buffalo is a team that we talked about a lot at the beginning of the season, right? It was drop everybody back, trust your front four to get there. But you've seen very quietly over these last few like high-leverage games, that hasn't been the case. Uh, the matchup with um, Tua and the Dolphins in the snow, they blitzed Tua on 42% of his dropbacks. It's not something that Buffalo does. Against Mac Jones, they blitzed him 10 times. Against Skylar Thompson, they blitzed him, I think, 11 times. That's not something that generally Buffalo does, and they're doing that a lot more to make up for the pa- the fact that they don't really have a dominant pass rush anymore. So what I bring this up is, if you go to Burrow's numbers when he's been blitzed, he's been incredible when he gets blitzed. A PFF yeah. passing grade of 79.1, only five turnover-worthy plays, 12 touchdowns to three interceptions. Like I, that, This is the dynamic that I'm really fascinated by because if Buffalo is going to try to get pressure by blitzing guys because it has not been the same as they move forward in this game, then I don't want to say it negates the losses along the offensive line for Joe Burrow and the Bengals, but it does make it a lot easier for you as the Bengals to overcome those losses if they're going to start blitzing you because Burrow is so good. And so I'm wondering, I haven't bet this yet, from an in-game standpoint, like watching the first offensive possession for Cincinnati – and if you're starting to see in that first possession that Buffalo's bringing extra rushers again defensively, it might be a pretty good opportunity then to jump in-game on Cincinnati or to look to them in this game because if that game plan's going to be there, then I think Joe Burrow might have a successful night. I agree. And, hey, we didn't even really talk about it, too, on the other side. How about Josh Allen? I mean, the dude is incredibly volatile, and he's been having a lot of turnovers here and there, and oh. he had, a what, a couple or a few against the Dolphins. Not that great of a defense, but maybe there's at least some kind of recipe out to putting pressure on Josh Allen, forcing him to make unnecessary throws and setting then your offense up if you can force those turnovers. Yeah, we'll have to bring that up again. There's an interesting, uh, again, talking about some of these props, we'll bring that up too because there's uh, something we'll talk about with Josh Allen. But uh, like you mentioned, I, I guess I was told I'm not allowed to say this. Josh Allen can be dangerous with the ball, as you said, and that keeps a lot of these teams in it, and that might be the case here against Cincinnati. So we'll hit that. The other prop I want to hit on, the other Sunday night game, and plenty of other things as we have uh, just about 15 minutes left of the here on Live Bet Saturday. Uh, Saturday. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSAN, the Sports Betting Network. Turn a loss into a win with BetMGM. Place a one-game parlay wager with at least four legs on any pro football game. If all legs of the parlay hit but one, you'll get your stake back in free bets up to $25. Log into your calendar, download the app, sign up with BetMGM to take advantage of this offer all season long. Stop into the one-game parlay promotion, insurance promotion. Then place a one-game parlay wager of four legs or more on any pro football game. If you miss only one leg on your wager, you receive up to $25 back in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager new and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bet or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. All right, last couple of minutes with Danny and myself before we get out of here. Hand it, uh, hand it off to, uh, do I say it? Is that today? It's tomorrow. Hey, is it time? Okay. Brent Musburger will be taking over. Okay, all right. Want to make sure, just want to make sure. Last time, Danny messed up and embarrassed us all and said that uh, yeah, Brent Musburger was uh, on after us. Really couldn't believe it. It was actually one of the most embarrassing hiccups I've ever <laughs> seen in my professional life as a broadcaster. Um, and it's been a long career. It's been a long and storied career. Um, so we were talking about the, the, the Bills game. I wanted to hit on one more angle here because you actually alluded to something. So the Bills in terms of Josh Allen and the game plan, right? So Josh Allen has been a guy who gets pretty wild with the football. You know, Turnover-worthy mm-hmm. plays are high. Um, what was interesting about that game against Miami is if you actually go back and look, uh, Josh Allen only ran the ball two times in that game against Miami, Danny. And one of the things that stuck out by the game plan of Miami, they had a quarterback spy on almost every single drop back, right? Like they were like, no, if you're going to win, we are just going to keep you in the pocket. You are not going to extend plays with your, you know, ridiculous athleticism and the ability to make fourth and one, stretch those out very, you know, horizontally and then convert and all that kind of stuff or roll to the right and do what you do. It was a game in which they largely contained Allen from his, in terms of his athleticism. I wonder if we see the same thing yet again here with Cincinnati, where it's like, look, man, you know what? You beat us. You're going to beat us from the pocket. You're not going to beat us rolling out and extending plays. You're not going to use your athleticism in this matchup. And if that leads to, look, in the two rush attempts that Allen had, he still ran for 20 yards, which is a pretty solid clip. But if you're looking at some of these like player props for Josh Allen, uh, when it comes to rushing and uh, what you expect from him, he's at 46 and a half yards rushing. If we see a similar game plan, do you not see another like down game from a rushing standpoint from Josh Allen? I think it's a really interesting angle to monitor because – I mean, it's not like he was bad in the game, but the turnover-worthy plays were up, and it made him look a little less efficient. Yeah, there certainly should be a correlation if that's going to be the case. The only thing that would, you know, get you away from that is if they do design runs with Josh Allen, which they do occasionally, especially if they're trying to move the ball down quick, getting that hurry-up offense a little bit later in the game. But if we're taking that out of this equation, then I I think you're absolutely right, and I think that should be the strategy for what the Cincinnati Bengals do. Because if you've ever been against the Buffalo Bills, the most infuriating thing is when Josh Allen extends those plays and you're like, all right, he's going out of bounds. And then he throws it last second and then it's somehow in the end zone for a touchdown. So yeah, like you said, if they can get that spy on him, if they can contain him in the pocket, then you know, do good enough to get the pressure on him and force him to make those throws, whether it's short or chucking it up downfield one-on-one coverage, Uh, You know, that's really the way you should go about it with Allen because that's how they kill you and that's how you allow him 
to get confident and in their offensive mojo and then to open up the playbook to more and more opportunities, especially with all their weapons. Uh, the one thing that scares me just in general, kind of speaking away from this too, you got to hope that the Bengals don't get exposed early. Like we we can't afford, I say we as like, you know, I'm with the Bengals, but the Bengals can't afford to have Eli Apple get exposed on a deep route once again. That's what you can have happen, especially in that tough road environment early in the game. I'm sure there's going to be a couple big plays to step on digs as there always are, but you really got to try to contain it and what you're saying may be the best way to do so. So let's go to the other matchup, San Francisco and, and Dallas. I laid three and a half here with San Francisco. I wanted to make sure I hit on this because I've been alluding to it for a little bit now. So if you're looking at um, the receiving props for one Christian McCaffrey, right? Mm-hmm. 34 and a half in terms of reception yards for McCaffrey receptions, four and a half shaded to the under at minus minus one thirty. I bring this up because one of the things that sticks out about Dallas when you look at them defensively, right? If you look through some of their linebackers, Leighton Vander Esch, a coverage grade of 77. After that, the next best linebacker in coverage is 64.8, then 59.1, 55.6, and 42.7. One of those, of course, being Anthony Barr. These aren't the best linebackers out in coverage, the Dallas Cowboys. Is this not part of the game plan, like a strong game plan for uh, for San Francisco? Is Christian McCaffrey out of the backfield? Whether it's receptions or yards, like given what we know about the weakness of this Dallas Cowboys team defensively, one of them is these linebackers out in space. I, I would think this is a big part of the game plan here for San Francisco. Completely agree with you, JVT. And if you can't get him going on the ground effort immediately, you have to get one of your best skill position players involved in some capacity. I mean, look, Christian McCaffrey had an awesome effort on the ground against the Seahawks. 15 carries, a buck 19 on the ground. The difference is you have one of the most stout run defenses in Dallas. And their secondary is what really kills them. They're allowing, what, like over 350 passing yards per game. Limiting the run, they're fantastic. But again, you have to get CMC involved. And how can you do that? In another facet of the game where he really thrives and where he has been utilized a lot in Shanahan's offensive scheme. And you don't really want to force any errant throws downfield, especially in the beginning stages if you're Brock Purdy against a respectable defense. So you do that by getting McCaffrey on a quick slant, on a screen, anything in any way that they've used him in the passing efforts in other matchups before. So I actually talked about this on another show. I like it a lot too, JVT. I didn't end up playing it yet. Uh, what did you say the number was, 34 and a half? Uh, yeah, 34 and a half. Yeah, I like that. I would I would definitely play it over. Yeah. I think I might jump in on it as well, but I think that thought process is the right way to think about it. Yeah, only shaded minus 120 to the over. And maybe it's a reception deal too, right? Like maybe that's just a big part of it for him. But it, just given what we know about these guys, I think that's going to be a big part of what we see. And it's also going to make it a little bit easier uh, for Purdy, who's going to face a pretty good pass rush as well. So uh, from a game standpoint, did you play anything here? I didn't play anything in this game. I, you know, being at like three and a half and four isn't, of course, ideal once you're over the key number of three. And look, I, I'm not falling into the recency bias of what I saw with Dells. It's hard not to for a second because you know if they are on their game, they have the talent to compete with anybody. But the Bucks are in a different realm than I would say the San Francisco 49ers. And as Nate talked about earlier, you obviously have the familiarity with Shanahan against Dan Quinn and these teams playing last year. I am going to wait to hopefully see if I can get a better number on San Francisco, perhaps a cheaper money line price, and then look to bet on them because it may be ugly in the beginning stages. Maybe Purdy has some hurdles to overcome, much like he did against the Seahawks, and then I'll get a better number with the 49ers, expecting them to make those necessary adjustments in the second half. Uh, their defense steps up, and they can force Dak Prescott to make an error or two. So that's that's going to be my way to look about it. But I look, I'd still lean toward what you're doing, which is laying either four or three in the hook with the 49ers. Yeah, by the way, for those who like uh, short sample sizes as we get back to the games uh, later today, from our own Ben Fox, Jags head coach Doug Peterson, undefeated in the NFL playoffs as an underdog, 6-0 and against the spread, 5-1 and straight up, according to the VEASAN database. So it goes back to uh, 1999, I believe. That is the case. Back to uh, uh, how old were you in 99? Were you born yet? Three years old, Three years 96. Old. Okay, so I'm only six years older than you. All right, I like it. I like it. I don't feel that old yet then. Still young at heart. <laughs> Still young at heart. All right, so let's wrap up with this. Two games today. Jacksonville, Kansas City, New York Giants, Philadelphia. Pretty simple. You're just rolling with your teaser? Yeah, just going with the obvious teaser here. I know it's kind of shifted out of place, but uh, yeah, I took it earlier in the week, so got KC minus two in the hook, and then Philadelphia 
minus one in the hook. I don't think it's going to be easy. Don't get me wrong, especially in that Eagles game is you were talking about too. Maybe you liking the Giants side a tad bit more, but I think they'll have enough talent for both of those teams to at least cover the teaser number. Yeah, I took the Giants plus eight and got a little exotic with uh, Kansas City. Kansas City to win by uh, seven to ten points at six to one. Kansas City to win by eleven to fourteen points at eight to one uh, for me in terms of Jacksonville and Kansas City. So right around the number, I like to do that too. Like when we get to the Super Bowl, right, and we talk about those things. Um, you know, we have we've had a couple of Super Bowls, Danny, where like the total will move four or five points, and then you'll get the uh, you know, maybe three or four is probably better, but then you'll get those like hey, total amounts the index prop maybe total amounts scored in the game. And you'll get essentially the middle at like a plus like 350 or a 4 to 1. It's always something I like to play. And uh, it's hovering right around the number. So got that. And I think that Jacksonville probably runs into a little bit of a brick wall. Uh, all right, buddy. Where are you at with this Iowa State game? We haven't updated this for a while since I lost both of my morning bets. I, I do not care about college basketball. Uh, how are you feeling <laughs> at this point right now? Uh, I flipped the screen, but they're up the last I checked. Uh, yeah, they're up 35-25, lane six in the hook on the live line. So mm-hmm. let's hope they can hang strong here. like it. I like it. All right. Well, with that, we are all done. Uh, vcin.com slash subscribe. Make sure you check in on that $9.99 package that we are offering for everybody out there so you can get your subscription in and become part of the VEASAN Sports Betting Network family, as we always put it. And make sure you stick around as Live Bet Saturday will not roll on. No, no, no. Brenton Musburger is going to take over as he counts you down to kickoff, of course. And uh, we get some NFL action later today. Danny, good to talk to you, buddy. Thank you very much. Talk to you next weekend. And uh, good luck to everybody except for those who are on the opposite side of me. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.